0: Hello everyone and welcome to a brand new episode of Tech Discourses. I'm Ratan Vick, your host today. Today we are going to take a look at coronavirus or COVID-19 as it's commonly known. And we are going to look at the contact tracing method and exposure notification that are key to weaponizing the local communities against fighting against this pandemic. So as the uh, novel coronavirus or COVID-19 pandemic has gripped the world, government organizations and people all over the world are trying desperately to break the vice-like grip of this deadly pandemic. With more than 850,000 confirmed deaths, human deaths, and more than 25 million directly infected cases around the world, the disease is showing little signs of slowing down and the nature of the crisis is largely unprecedented and unmitigated. The software development communities across the world have contributed since the start of the pandemic in 2019 by developing apps, uh, data collection programs, and frameworks to assist the medical communities and local, state, and national or federal governments in their attempt to fight against this pandemic. The indefatigable spirit of doctors and nurses across the world required a solid backing, and the tech community came forward unselfishly. According to Wikipedia, the Exposure Notification System, commonly known as the Privacy Preserving Contact Tracing Project, is a framework and specification developed by Apple and Google to facilitate digital contact tracing during the COVID-19 pandemic. Contact tracing is a technique used by public health authorities to contact and give guidance to anyone who may have been exposed to a person who has contracted COVID-19. The project's aim was to produce a framework to do a digital trace of COVID-19 cases, so if one happens to be near someone or in contact with someone who is later diagnosed with COVID-19, one can get a notification and take the appropriate steps to self-isolate and get medical help if required. Think of it as an as an early warning system for those who came in contact or were suspected of coming in contact with known or unknown COVID-19 positive people. The reason behind this close collaboration is evident. Just like the novel coronavirus doesn't differentiate between people across borders, any efforts to digitally trace the spread of coronavirus infection must transcend the very human boundaries of technology, software, and hardware. The announcement of this unprecedented collaboration project, a first of its kind among two arch rivals, Google and Apple, immediately stoked fears of unreserved data collection. And many people started voicing their concerns and feedback started coming in. The people at large had genuine cause to worry. After all, tech companies have a less than acceptable track record of masking data collection activities and collecting users' data and storing the users' data while aggressively repudiating any effort to control their massive arsenal of data collecting apps. Exposure notification system, however, is is a little different, and we will we will see how. Exposure notification system makes it possible to combat the spread of the coronavirus, the pathogen that causes COVID-19, by Primarily alerting participants about possible exposure to someone they have recently come in contact with and who may have subsequently been diagnosed positively as having coronavirus. There are three broad parts to this uh, COVID-19 exposure notification system. The first part is, of course, defining the users, who are the primary users. The second part is the feature or the communication standard used to communicate between devices. And the third and final part is the contact tracing app developed by local or state health agencies, which is the key to keeping the data secure and, and privacy concerns mitigated. The process of exposure notification system works through sharing anonymous Bluetooth beacons with nearby devices, running the same software, tagging those that suggest extended and close contact associated with coronavirus cases, and saving the last 14 days of these records. The first contact tracing app, app, Virginia's COVID Vice debuted on August 5th, and North Dakota and Wyoming shipped their Care 19 alert on August 13th. Alabama launched its GuideSafe app on August 17th, and Nevada introduced a COVID Trace app this past Monday. The University of Arizona is testing COVID Watch Arizona, with a statewide release expected soon. So now with that, let's look at the first part of this contact tracing journey through exposure notification system. According to Apple, there are two primary user roles identified within the exposure notification framework. The first role is of an affected user when an user has a confirmed or probable diagnosis of COVID-19 as defined by the health authority. The framework identifies them as affected and shares their diagnosis keys to alert other users to potential exposure. The second user type is Potentially Exposed User. To assign a user the potentially exposed role, use the framework to determine whether a set of temporary exposure keys indicate proximity to an affected user. If so, the app can retrieve additional information such as date and duration from the framework. Now, that may be confusing, so let's look at uh, how, how the exposure notification system work, works. The second part of the exposure notification system project concerns with the actual working feature and the communication. The exposure notification service is the vehicle for implementing exposure notification and uses the Bluetooth low-energy wire, wireless technology for proximity detection of nearby smartphones and for the data exchange mechanism. In simpler words, the exposure notification system is made up of few components, namely Bluetooth, an API to communicate between devices, and an app typically distributed by the local public health authorities. First up, an API or an application programming interface is a software intermediary or a bridge that allows two applications to talk to each other. Each time a user uses an app like Facebook or sends an instant message or whether you are checking anything on your phone, like weather or anything, the application is using an API to fetch and display the data. APIs have become the modern building blocks of of virtually any software and application around around the world. So Apple and Google have developed the underlying APIs and the Bluetooth functionality, but they are not developing the apps that use the APIs. so typically the apis are used by the contact tracing apps and the contact tracing apps are developed by the local or the or the state government or the federal government health agencies the technology is being incorporated into the apps designed by public health authorities worldwide which use the tracking information to send notifications on exposure and follow up with the recommended next steps hence the name exposure notification service the exposure notification service very critically works only with the contact tracing app that is developed by the health agencies independently at least in the first phase in the second phase the the exposure notification service does not need a, con- a contact tracing app. We will see uh, in detail uh, further on during our conversation. So, during the first phase, the contact tracing app download uh, downloaded by the users on, on the user's uh, mobile device uh, The app is provided by the local public health authorities and is compatible with the exposure notification system developed by Apple and Google. The next step is for the user to opt into the exposure notification system and give an express consent for the exposure notification system to log the user. The next step is critical from a privacy and and data standpoint. The exposure notification system generates a random ID for user's device. To help ensure these random IDs cannot be used to identify the user or the user's location, they change every 10 to 20 minutes. The user's phone and the phones around the user work in the background through Bluetooth, low wi- Bluetooth wireless low-energy system to, d- to exchange these privacy-preserving random IDs via Bluetooth. The users do not need to have any app open or opt-in or opt-out or start the process or do anything for this process to take place. It it just quietly happens in the background. In the next step, the user's user's phone periodically checks all the random IDs associated with the positive COVID-19 cases against its own list. And finally, if there is a match, then the app will notify the user with further instructions from their public health authority on how to keep the user and the people around them safe. So finally, what's, let's look at the privacy. So what happens to the privacy? The exposure notification system was designed with the user's privacy and security at the center and essentially everything else floating around the need to keep user's identity secure. And user's identity is not shared with other users on the system, Google or Apple. Even a cursory read of the document produced by Apple and Google, which details the specifications and working details of the program, reveals that the concerns around privacy may afford to be relaxed, at least in this case, because of the the, uh, checkpoints and controls built within the exposure notification system. For example, the APIs that have been created have been created with privacy and security in design, and app usage is an opt-in rather than mandatory. Secondly, the user decides whether they want to use the exposure notifications. It's it's a feature which is essentially off unless the user turns it on. Further, exposure notification system doesn't use any location data from the device. As we discussed earlier, it uses the Bluetooth technology and doesn't capture any data or any any, uh, GPS data. The user's identity further is not shared with Google, Apple, or other users. And finally, only the public health authorities through the contact tracing app can use the system. So as we discussed in the phase one released by Apple through iOS version 13.5 on 20th May, uh, the first phase required that the users download an app from their public health authority to opt in to exposure notifications as we have discussed. Initially, Apple and Google also announced a second phase of the exposure notification system. And just a couple of days back, on August 26, Apple released the newest version of iOS, iOS 13.7 beta, which is released only to developers right now. However, in iOS 13.7 beta, there is a critical change of allowing users to opt in to COVID-19 exposure notifications without the need to download an app from their local public health authority which was a critical limiting feature of the previous version. So what it means is that in iOS 13.7, once it's released to the public, it would let an user opt into to COVID-19 exposure notification system without the need to download an app. The system availability will depend on support from, from the local public health authority. And once the uh, user uh, turns on the, the feature of ex- exposure notification. They know, they don't need to uh, download the contact tracing app from their local authority. Ha- However, the exposure notification system built into the OS or the operating system will start capturing the data and will work with the public health authorities in, in the background. This method will make the contact tracing significantly easier for public health authorities who won't have to waste critical time or spend valuable money on developing a separate contact tracing app. Presumably, Apple did this quietly and rather humbly in the background so that it could, you know, help the public health authorities to not get stuck in the limbo of developing their own contact tracing app before starting to use or get the benefits of the exposure notification system. Currently, only a handful of states in the United States and a few countries worldwide are using Google and Apple's mobile technology, the exposure notification system, to its full use. Most health departments still use an old-fashioned contact tracing method that relies on in-person interviews and phone calls to locate those individuals who come in contact with an infected person, which is rather bureaucratic and ironically, In this age of technology, it's equivalent to using a paper and pen to maintain record. The exposure notification system, or ENS, allows public health authorities to develop apps that augment manual contact tracing efforts while preserving the privacy of their citizens as of today public health authorities have used ens to launch in 16 countries and regions across various continents and within the united states there are 7 states which have which have utilized the contact tracing uh, technology the exposure notification system through Apple and Google to its fullest, whereas 14 other states have got programs in the pipeline to start using the exposure notification systems. With the recent announcement, Coming from Apple regarding the phase two of the exposure notification system, more and more states and even the federal government would find it easier to start using the exposure notification system without a need to develop their own contact tracing apps. And that would be a further uh, step to help the local communities, the state governments, and the federal government to fight against this uh, unprecedented pandemic. Finally, it may sound unsettling or even scary for some people to believe that the app or, or the phone device that they have on them 24-7 has made it possible for authorities to trace the exposure to a potentially fatal illness. Uh, however, that's why Apple and Google have been going out of their way to provide privacy assurances about the program and about the exposure notification systems, inbuilt controls and safeguards to ensure that no data is captured and no no privacy data is leaked, reassuring the users that the exposure notification system is only there to track the cases of COVID-19 anonymously and without any uh, user-identifiable information captured in the system. As we have discussed, the exposure notification system will, is, is typically barred from seeking local, per, local location permissions and collects only the least amount of data possible to trace the physical contacts of uh, other opt-in app users who, later, who can later find out if they were infected. The design of the app and the API used in the exposure notification system is such that there is no loss of privacy unless a user gets a positive test result for COVID-19 and then enters a code into the app to indicate the positive test result. Even in, in, the, even in that case, even when the user got a positive test result, it notifies people that the user came in proximity to over the over the last fourteen days or two weeks, that they have encountered a positive test result, but not who or when. It, in other words, it only tells in uh, in in a computer uh, key language that a particular key, let's say A B C one two three, came in contact with one two three X Y Z key, and the one two three X Y Z key has tested positive for coronavirus. However, it does not reveal the identity or the location of 123XYZ key, thereby only alerting ABC123 that they may be at risk of contacting the coronavirus themselves and advises them to approach their local health authorities so that they can take precautions and they can be better prepared. It permits the health agency that released the, the contact tracing app to request uh, certain information like the user's zip code, but providing either of that data is optional. Obviously, if if the user chooses to provide a phone number, then uh, then that information will be there, otherwise not. In other words, most experts and, and most users feel that uh, the exposure notification system even even uh, the people who were initially critical of, of the entire idea feel that this can in in the current situation and uh, and uh, keeping the uh, the sensibility the sensitivity of the coronavirus this is as pri- privacy respecting as it possibly can be and given the safety benefit it's clearly a worthwhile doable solution to better prepare people uh, if they have been in touch with or have come in proximity to other people who have tested positive for coronavirus once again it's not a foolproof system it's not a system to prevent the spread it's not a, it's not a cure in itself no no way however it's a system to better prepare people to better prepare the health agencies and to better uh, digitally track and trace the active cases of coronavirus and other uh, uh, people who have come in contact with those active coronavirus cases and help control the spread of the disease, nothing else. So that brings us to the end of this episode. We truly hope that you found this episode interesting and informative. As always, any feedback is welcome. Thank you very much to all our listeners for tuning in and investing their time. Have a wonderful day, stay safe, and we'll be back with more. Thank you.